All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, my loves. We're back in the other room. But we're here. We're here. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Good. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. So how was your weekend? My weekend was great. I went to Smoking Grooves on Saturday. How was it? It was good. I've never seen so many people with locks in the same place at the same time. Really? Girl. It was it was flooded. I said. Maybe more people got locks due to the panty. No, these were like established locks. They oh, they've been a, there. Yeah, they wasn't giving. Th- well, the smoking groove. I think it was the yeah the Dwelle. Dwelle, Indiari, Guapale. Yeah, it was giving. Don't touch my soul hair. Child. Yeah. Very neo soul. It was neo soul vibes. I'm like, if I see another unk, 
and another koofy. Stop it. <laughs> no, it was Stop cool, it. it was really cool. It was cool. It was very chill and well organized. Golden festival. Voice don't miss. It was very well organized. It was Golden Voice, right? Or Live Nation? Um, I think it was Live Nation, no? I don't know, but whoever curated it doesn't miss. It wasn't given so like Aquarius. It was, it was Live Nation, I think. No, it wasn't no, no. given so Aquarius. What I really appreciated, like Golden Voice, the way they curate Coachella is so seamless. There's yeah. so many people, but it's like, ooh, chef's kiss. No, it doesn't miss. What I really liked about um, Smoking Grooves was they had the rotating stage. So while one act was preparing, while one act was playing, the, the next act was preparing. Pairing in the so background. It just, do and girl, they were on time, like starting, 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 starting. And if you did not have your shit together then you it was like yeah they didn't your set was cut yeah the set was cut so it was cool it was nice artist experience so you already know i was like <laughs> feeling good flexing period i'm like give me that wristband mm-hmm. so it was a good time we weren't there for a long time either we didn't even stay the whole time oh who did you see um i seen did music you? soul child mm-hmm. i see music soul is that his name music soul yes child? Music so child. I, I heard he's not a good performer. Can he sing? My Nigga. mom said he can't sing. I did not like his rendition. He was like, love. Yeah, I heard he, he's not good live. I'm like, music, sing it the way we know it. Studio, put some um, audio tune, auto tune in your mic. I don't even think it's the actual quality of his voice. It's what he was doing. Like, he was changing. I'm like, nigga, no we don't Lauren need all Neal. the runs. <laughs> no Lauren Neal. Exactly. Seeing a version, I'm like, bruh, keep it the way we know it. I'm sitting here trying to sing along. Right, and I'm like, you can't okay. get with it. I could not get with right. it. So, music, um, Dwele was there. What did Dwele sing? I didn't see his set. Okay. Um, I did see I know Sir. Dwele, but I forgot his, like, hits. Uh, I forgot. Sir um, Bilal. Oh, yeah, like, you must be, be my soul. soul. But he was singing his songs that I don't know. I said, Can he sing soul? I mean, sister he don't so know that. All we know is soul here. sister. <laughs> I said, That's what he should have started with. Yeah. And Angie Stone should have started with Black Brother. That's what I told Andres. I, I said, Now ya. she knows she should have came out with Brother. Love ya. Period. I but, love ya. Um, <laughs> I seen Joe. Um, <laughs> who else? Mm. Uh, ratatata, Raven Lene. Which she has a voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. She sounds so she great has. live. Did you see Janae? No, because we were gone. Okay. We were gone by Head that time. It was rocks. cold as fuck. You know, it, it was gets cold chilly. on Saturday, so we were like, I know, we're the out. weather was like. Yeah, no. After we seen Sir, we ate and we were out. And, like, called the Uber and went back to the, the car. So it was chill. It was very low key. And then um, we were supposed to go out on Saturday night, but I fell asleep on the couch and then it was not giving nothing. Mm hmm. So, and then Sunday, I think, what happened on Sunday? I don't know. My memory is just shot to hell. Oh, I kept it really low-key. I was just in the house, did some errands, and preparing for the next week. What about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was um, weak. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought I was going to go to the spa, but then period came down, and it's the Korean spa. And if you know anything about Korean spas, you got to be butt naked. naked. Butt booty naked. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't be there with a tampon. Little, I, mean, I could have went and got a diva cup. Remember that one time? Oh, and the I said, tampon has a little string. This ain't even gonna bust Kate. Oh, no, no. I was about to bring up that time when Brittany, we went, took Brittany to the spa for her birthday, and Kayla. Oh, my was God. On her Tell them about it. Yeah, Kayla yeah. was also on her period. We had oh, to go get was? waxed before, beforehand. And that was the first time that Kayla got waxed on her period. You know, you can go get your, you, Kayla probably like, damn. Right. Telling all my business. <laughs> it's okay. We've all been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you, if you're, um, Waxer is cool with it, which most times they are. It's yeah, really they what don't you're care. comfortable with. You I've never done the, it, but they don't care. Neither. But you just wear the the tampon and go go forth. But 
Yeah, the preparation for the weekend, the week of birthday. Girl, speaking of that, just a quick tangent. When yeah. that was set up for my 30th birthday, it was a surprise. I didn't know I was going. Germany told me we were going to a rooftop pool. Oh, yeah. And she was like, you know, have your bathing suit. Make sure you get your wax. I didn't have time to get my wax, so I just packed a bikini that hid, you know, the things that didn't need to be shown. We pulled up to the spa, bitch. I got a little hair on the kitty cat, and we're at a Korean spa. I'm like, y'all, you could have just told me what the fuck going on. I was like, Jeremy, I didn't get the wax. She was like, I've been telling you. I I'm like, eliminate you. the surprise. I element. did tell you to get it waxed, girl. Get it right, she, get it And tight. I wonder why she kept saying, get your wax. She was like, you know, did you get your wax? I'm like, why? Yeah, get it. Wow, that is Anyway, so what a good time. So anyway, yeah. Um, so it was a pretty dry weekend. I know. And now I can't go to the spa because I'm getting my hair done on Friday. You know, you be in the sauna uh, and I was going to get the body scrub and they be throwing water on your back on and your shit. Neck. Yeah. Yeah. So. They don't have no boundaries. It's like, hold on, y'all. <sighs> neck down. Y'all all on my knee. Because you know it comes with a scalp massage usually. I don't, I don't get that. that. Yeah, I opt out. That. Especially not that. with this sewing. Period. It's like, uh-uh, don't do that. But anyway, yeah, weekend was weak. Okay. Hope for this like weekend. be like that sometimes. Yeah, hope. Yeah. Hope for the next weekend. Yeah. What we have hope for is that you will continue to show up in the ratings and reviews. Now, my Spotify mommies, I need to give you guys a big shout out. They did what needs to be done? They did what needs to be done because okay. today I'm on this mic. Like I said, I was going to be here and there's 261 ratings. Let's get it. And that's what we want to do. We just want to continue to elevate and grow. So if you're listening on Spotify, it's really simple to rate. You don't even have to leave any words. They're making it very easy. So get in over there. Next week, I want to be at 275. I was going to say 280. Let's just I was going to say 280, but I was Let's just generous. do 280. 280. Come through. Y'all we know what's going on. We can have 20 mommies go over there and do what needs to be done because I know there's 20 that haven't understood the assignment. So do what you have to do. Yes. Um. So let's read our review of the week. Let's get this it. comes from Tiffany, 1996. Hey, Tiff. She's a younger mommy, huh? Yeah. Way younger. Love it. She says, weekly essential. I, I said way younger. Some She probably like, girl, I'm 25. Right. Oh, what is that? That's, um, we're terrible. That's eight years younger than us. Brittany, why would you do eight? That's she's 26. So 25, she's really 26. 26. 25, 26. Okay. okay, girl. Hey, I came to the podcast app looking for something informative, educational, yet easily digestible because it's relatable to me. Something I can consume outside of my regular old ignorant music. Something to ride to, clean to, cook to, you know, this is it. These ladies deliver consistent fire content and do it in such a laid back way. Mm -hmm. I feel at home here. I feel safe here. I feel welcomed. That's why I look forward to new uploads and I'm never disappointed. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Queen. You are a little sister. I appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for coming through. So... Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. It's also Tell what them we about do. what the fuck going on over there. We do I don't think things. they get I don't think they understand. I don't know. Let me tell y'all again for, the, for a million if time. Right. We do a thing over on Patreon. We do. Okay. We do a thing over on Patreon. It's our exclusive membership community. There's tons of bonus goodies over there. If you love what you if you like what you hear here, which is just the tip of that iceberg, you will love what we have going over there at Patreon. There's Bonus goodies, content, live live episodes. Ain't nothing live. Hold no, on. Nothing's live. There's um, playlists, extra episodes, similar to the content that we produce here. So get on over there. You're missing out. Trust You're me. You're missing out. And this week for our bonus episode, we're talking about submission. Submission, honey. Submissiveness. You know, that's a hot topic. Is it? We're talking about it. It's a hot topic. We're going to we're gonna have to keep our opinions over there. Yeah. About the topic. So, so go over there. Let's shout out our patrons of the week. We have Sierra, another Sierra. Sierra. 
Remember Sierra? And I don't want to butcher your name, so I'm going to say a couple variations. I don't know if it's Kia. Hopefully you receive one. Kia. Kia. Kija. Kija. Kaya. Kaya. Kaja. Kaja. Whichever one you we identify with. You. Yes. Thank you for stopping by. Yes. Slide in the DMs. Let us know. Phon- phonetically, how do we say it? How do we say it? We want to say your name correctly. But thank y'all so much for investing in us. We really appreciate you. We do. So, so what are we doing last week? Last week's episode, we chatted about... A couple of hot stories. Yes. Wondering if people were the asshole. We took a very lighthearted approach, which we, we like to do sometimes. We put ourselves in other people's shoes and answered a few questions that led us to the real question, am I the asshole? Dot, dot, dot. So if you haven't listened and you're looking for something very humorous... <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. I hardly listen. This is, I feel bad for saying it, but I hardly listen to the episodes after the day it's recorded. Once we record it, the mic goes down and that's just it. Okay. Mic goes down, headphones are off and I never come back to the content, Mm -hmm. but I be reading y'all little YouTube comments and it just led me to go listen. To go listen and really to go watch. Oh, and I said, I do like the watch. I really liked it. I I said, me and this girl are funny as hell. Me and this girl are a good combo. <laughs> and it just, it already yeah, confirmed damn. what I already knew. But because I don't listen or watch often, it reignited a little. It feels like home. Huh? Yeah. I said, oh my God, we're so fucking funny. I see why y'all love it. <laughs> I really do. So if you haven't already, go listen. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, go watch. Change things up. Go watch yeah, it on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. So. Yeah. Um. This week we Get are into back into our women's health bag. This is actually wrapping it up, y'all. It's we're wrapping at the end. up our Women's History Month content. If you didn't notice, that was the theme. Yeah. Women's history. I don't know if we made women's it PSA. Health. Women's health. Women's history. Yeah. They probably didn't know because we always in our in our women empowerment bag. Period. So. But things we did that. So. Yeah. This week, we brought on a naturopathic doctor to talk with us all things hormonal balance, hormonal imbalances, the birth control. Yeah, we addressed it. Yeah. We got into it. Kicking the pill. So it's your turn to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Join and us. we'll just let our guest take it from here because she has all the tools. She does. Meet us on the other side, y'all. Per. Hello, everyone. So we have been doing this thing where we have been focusing on women and women's health. Very important, especially during um, during Women's History Month. Yeah. We're still mm-hmm. here, right? And all the time, because that's what this all podcast the time, is for. All the time, yes. So today, um, we have Dr. Brandy, who is a naturopathic doctor. She's a hormone expert. She's a professor. She also has her own podcast called The Pretty Healthy Podcast where she discussed all things wellness and hormones, giving us the real in a very digestible way. So we love her for that. And we thought that she would be great to come on the show to talk about our home, our hormone, hormones. It's so Can hard to say hormones. hormones. Our hormones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me slow down so that I can speak correctly. Um, we thought that she would be lovely to speak with us. Yes. So welcome, Dr. Brandy. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. I also like yeah. how you were like, is it women's like history right. month? Yeah. Because March has been the longest month. March feels like six months in one month. Girl. Yeah. So, it's like, are we still here? What are we doing? <laughs> right. What's going on? So Dr. Brandy, thank you again for being here with the homegirls on the show. As we mentioned, you're a naturopathic doctor. 
Mm-hmm. Tell us exactly what that is, what it is that you do, and just give the girls an intro to who you are. Yeah. So I am, like you said, a naturopathic doctor. Um, a lot of times people say like naturopathic, but it's it kind of gives the vibe, right? I take a more holistic, integrative, or natural approach. I find mm-hmm. that holistic and integrative are oftentimes words people have heard So I mix Western medicine, which would be considered if you go to the regular doctor, right? And he gives you a prescription and orders labs and orders imaging and might do surgery. Um, I take certain aspects of that as well as certain aspects of holistic treatment. So at the school that I went to in Arizona, we were trained in acupuncture, physical adjusting, similar to like a chiropractor, herbs. Um, We had many nutrition classes, homeopathy. Um, which is an entirely different modality. So an acupuncture, if I didn't already say that. So we, I use all of those tools to treat my patients. Yeah, to bring it together. It She's a Jane of all trades. I love that. I love the combination of both because yes. um, both are essential and appropriate whenever necessary. So love that. Yeah, so- that's one of the reasons why I went into naturopathic medicine was that I felt like the allopathic, which is your like conventional doctor community was just missing something. They yeah. they just don't have as many tools in the toolbox, so they rely really heavily on medications and surgeries. And that can be helpful, right, depending on your situation. When we talk about things like birth control, it doesn't actually do you any favors if all I do is shut down your hormones for 15 years and then you're now 30 and you're like, "Okay, I'm ready to have a baby." And uh, you don't even know if you have PCOS, if you have fibroids, if you have endometriosis, um, all the hurdles that you have, all because instead of addressing the root cause at age 15 of your heavy, painful periods, we just suppress them for 15 years. So you have a lot of people on IVF and IUI and things like that. So I liked the fact that we could utilize all of these different tools, both you know, um, again, that conventional medicine with some herbal wisdom and really make a difference. Yes, unless we want to talk about all. Oh, of yeah, that. you <laughs> want to talk about. You came in guns, please. The, the hormones, birth control, the endometriosis, fibroids, all, all those things. It. Like, um, so I'm so happy that we have you. I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll start with myself. Oh yeah, okay. That's always a good starting. Opening point. up story. I'll start with myself. So, um, mm-hmm. I did start birth control. The reason why I started started birth control was to control birth. Yeah. It was self-started. I didn't want to, I was sexually active, knew I didn't want to um, have a kid at the time. So I was like, I need to get on birth control. And the first birth control that I got on was um, the death bath. What? That was the first That one. was the first. <laughs> oh my God. I, I agree. That's man. aggressive. That is. And, no, actually, you know what? I did start a peel form, but. I was on orthotricycline <laughs> low. I did start there but for shallow reasons this is girlfriends I already know what you're gonna say yeah they said that the depot made you thick and I wanted to pack on a little weight I'm a petite mommy okay. I was like okay this is a dual benefit yeah yeah in my uh, naiveness I'm like this is a dual benefit I could pack on a little weight and also control the birth yeah however I had a horrible experience with that it was non-stop bleeding I'm like no wonder why it's I, I can't have sex I'm always bleeding it was just horrible for me yeah. so um I decided to go with the rhythm method. Don't recommend it if you can't handle it, but that's what I decided to do because I didn't like how the depo was doing your girl. And then um, around, I want to say like 28-ish, I had never had any bad skin problems. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my skin had been fairly clear up until 28, like the random occasional monthly pimple or something like that. But when I turned 28, it's like my skin just went completely haywire. And my doctor, I went to the doctor, um, my primary care physician, because I was like, what is going on? Like, do I need to get back on the birth control? Because, of course, when I'm doing my Googles, people are saying, get on birth control to clear up your skin, da-da-da-da. So I'm like, I just need to fix it. So she prescribes me um, birth control. I don't remember the name of it, but she prescribed me birth control. And that really sent it over the edge. And I'm like, oh, my God. And as I'm doing more Googles, they're like, these are probably from hormonal imbalances, especially if it's in the cheek area, which is where my acne was forming. And I'm like, what is a hormonal imbalance? How do I get the hormones in check? Please yeah. tell me what to do. I'm yeah. talking to my doctor about it. Oh, she's saying it's birth control, birth control. She's not telling me anything about any other options. And so I'm like, what the hell is going on? So since we have you here, can you let us know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, all that please, to say. What does yeah. a hormonal imbalance look like? And like, how can we, what can lead to these hormonal imbalances? Is it inevitable? Like, what, yeah. what goes on with this? So, wow, there's a lot. I felt like as you were talking, I was like, I should be taking notes so I can (laughs) hit on everything that you talked about. Okay, when it comes, let's talk about acne first. When it comes to hormones and acne, it depends on what's off. And conventionally, so if you go to a dermatologist, if you go to your PCP, if you go to a gynecologist, the answer is usually birth control. So like I mentioned earlier, tools in the toolbox. From a dermatology perspective, You have birth control, uh, long-term antibiotics, right? So typically they'll do like three-month cycles of antibiotics. Spironolactone, which is Mm -hmm. a medication that decreases your testosterone. Um, My issue with that is that they don't actually test your testosterone before they give it to you. So say say it wasn't due It's just given prescribed blindly. Correct. That's what they gave, right? There you go. So it's like, okay, maybe maybe it's high testosterone, and they're thinking in that case PCOS. Although no one is actually doing any digging to figure out if you have PCOS, because PCOS, the issue is not just acne, it's insulin resistance, weight gain, infertility, irregular cycles. Like there's so much that goes into that. So spironolactone is like a Band-Aid that usually they'll give. Um, And then Accutane. Those are really your options when it comes to acne. You kind of cycle typically from antibiotics and birth control all the way up. The issue I have is we, again, have never addressed the actual imbalance. So a hormonal imbalance, you have many hormones, um, some related to the sex hormones, which would be testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone in women and men. We just have them in different ratios. So in women, the dominant hormones are estrogen and progesterone, and they control our cycle. Unlike a man, we have ups and downs all throughout the month throughout that cycling period, right? Where estrogen's higher, then it's lower. Mm -hmm. Progesterone's higher, then it's lower. We have uh, menarche, which is the start of our periods. We have menopause. We have childbirth. We have ovulation. So what happens is a disruption to that cycle, right? And oftentimes we'll see that in the period. So you might see things like clots or really bad cramping, really heavy cycles, really light cycles, just spotting or irregular where you can go like three months without one and then you'll get a random one or you might bleed for three months straight. Oh, that's yeah. Take me to the king. It's aggressive. I don't want to be bleeding for. Ooh, that's why Her- I hated that death. Put me at his feet. Put me at his feet and take the yeah. uterus out. Oh, <laughs> well, per- perimenopause, perimenopause. Because the hormones are, are fluctuating. They're starting to kind of tank, but they're not completely done. 
So you're on this like roller coaster of hormones. So sometimes you'll bleed for like three months straight, or you might not bleed for a year and then get a period. And then you're still perimenopausal, not menopausal. It's like this whole cycle. So what happens? Why do things get imbalanced? A whole host of reasons. Medications can make them imbalanced. Um, stress will absolutely make them imbalanced. And if we think of the last, it's only been two years. COVID feels like yesterday and 10 years ago, all the yes. same time. Dual. <laughs> well, so yeah. in the last couple of years, you've had a lot of people under a lot of stress, whether that be financial stress due to not being able to work, stress about their health, stress about their families or their loved ones getting sick, um, mm-hmm. a heightened sense of like, if I touch this doorknob, am I going to get COVID and then end up in the hospital, right? Yeah. So yeah. that will affect your hormones. Any type of stressful event will imbalance them. So okay. it's it could be due to a, a whole host of things. Um, I like to test. How do you find out if someone has them? Typically an intake. So we would chat mm-hmm. just like you're doing now, figure out what are your symptoms, what are your cycles like? So if you're like, oh, around the same time that I had acne, I started bleeding a lot. Okay, then that gives us a place to explore. Or around the time that I got acne, um, I was going through a breakup. Okay, mm-hmm. could be stress related. Ooh. And that's- You really what, were, weren't that, you? That's when I had the, the second flare up, when I had Girl, the breakup, I'm remember? That- Dr. Remember that, that breakup showed up on my face. I said, oh, the breakup. That's when you knew he had to go. They could see that I'm going through something on my face. Get a clear it, Lord. Clear the feelings in my face. Yes, that's when they knew. That's when I knew he wasn't no good. Okay, start showing up in my skin. Right? No, it's true. Okay, so there's a lot to do here. There's a lot to do here. Yeah, so you kind of have to find someone who knows what they're talking about. They'll do an intake, ask you all the right questions, and then labs. I always do labs. A big sign that you know that the doctor doesn't know what they're talking about is you come into the office and you say, hey, I'm interested in testing my hormones. And they say a couple of different things. Um, We can't test hormones. That's a lie. That's false. The only reason why that makes that true is if you're on birth control. You're actively on birth control. It suppresses your hormone production. So there's no point. Got it. Yeah. Uh, okay. But other than okay. that, you can test the hormones. And I had this conversation with someone. I'm like, it's on the lab requisition. So like where you go to order people's labs, it says like estradiol, progesterone, <laughs> testosterone. Mm. So I don't really know why doctors are telling patients that, but I've seen that on TikTok a ton. Like my doctor told me he couldn't test hormones. And I'm like, mm, that's, that's false. That's false. Unless you're on birth control. Work. My doctor did tell me that. Because I, I tell you, I was doing my Googles and yeah. I'm like, my hormones need to be tested. And she was like, there's no way we could test them. So now I'm like, now I have to buy a $300 kit. Yeah. Well, you so know? here's the thing. If you have symptoms like hormonal acne, like irregular cycles, anything that is like ICD tenable, like you can code it for insurance, they can absolutely test the hormones. The thing is, they probably don't know how. So the person that's telling you we can't do it, don't go to someone else. Go to someone who's like, absolutely, we can do it. It's on mm. the form, like in English. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. It's there. But it was <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, the other, sorry, the other thing with hormone testing is if they don't do it on a specific day. So, like I mentioned, your your hormones are cycling throughout the month. So you need to get your draw on the day where we're looking at whatever hormone, right? So if we're looking at estrogen, day three is best. If we're looking look. at progesterone, day twenty one is best. If you have an irregular wow. cycle. It doesn't matter as much, right? If you're if you're cycling every few months, then there's nothing to really track. Um, but if you have a regular cycle, even if it's like every 32 days, 
you want to be getting tested on specific days of your cycle. And if you go in the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, we can run that. Let's just go get you set up on a blood draw. And they don't ask mm. that question. They don't know what they're talking about. And you don't wow. want them reading your labs. Ooh, sickening. It's giving cheat codes. Yeah, you see girls, we always give you what yes, you need. Yes, we equip you. Yes. So I have my own experience with birth control. I, mm-hmm. I actually started on birth control relatively early, like Brittany said, being sexually active. And I, I like I mentioned, orthotricycline low was mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. I started on. And eventually I did get on depot because of the convenience. It's like you only go in every three months. Once every three months. Um, also the weight gain piece. You wanted mm-hmm. to be thick. I did want a little extra. But <laughs> my god it was like being in hell I I feel like honestly I feel like that's when I started getting hot flashes which Mm -hmm. is how I knew my hormones were messed up yep and it probably is why even till I thought about this as we were preparing to record here on the way to the studio that I haven't gotten a hot flash in a really long time Mm -hmm. and before I would get hot flashes all the time I had my thyroid checked and they're like it's nothing I'm like what if it's the remnants of that depot all those years yeah, like yeah. So Depo does have lasting Depo does have lasting effects. It can also affect fertility long term. So my issue with birth control, because I'm not anti controlling of birth, right? I think right. you should have a, a child when you're ready to have a child, because trust, I have a three year old and a two year old. You don't want to you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna accidentally back stumble to back. back to back. You don't wanna accidentally stumble into that life and not be ready for it, right? Yeah. So I'm all for birth control. However, I am for informed consent, which means that you fully understand what you are signing up for, the positives and the negatives. And when it comes to hormonal birth control, it shuts down your hormones. So things that are common side effects um, are like depression, anxiety, low libido, which... You know, That's it right the, there. I had a little bit of low libido. I Same. said, I can't eat. I don't even want a fuck. Yeah. Correct. Same. <laughs> so low libido is another thing. It, it affects your intestinal microbiome um, and the integrity of your intestinal lining. So you see wow. a lot of GI issues post birth control or while someone's mm-hmm. on birth control. Um, there can be issues getting your cycle back later when you're done, which can lead to issues when it comes to like fertility. If you ask a doctor that, if you ask like any OBGYN, you're like, hey, I'm going to go on birth control. Is this going to affect my fertility downline? They're probably going to say no, but it doesn't mean that there's not a percentage of women that it does affect. And there's probably never been any testing to say like long, okay, she was on birth control for 20 years. What effects, right? Because you you essentially shut down the reproductive system for 20 years. You don't use it, you lose it. And sometimes it comes back really fast for women and sometimes it doesn't. Of all of the birth controls, Depo is kind of the most aggressive and has the most lasting side effects. So it's interesting. (laughs) I'm telling you, the way I was having these hot flashes, Dr. Brandy, I said something has to be up. And when I got off of it, my period was like, like, heavy. Well, you also, it's fascinating because you were on ortho tricycline low. Do you know what's low about it? The estrogen dose, no? Correct. And then they went from that to Depo. Like you yeah. might have skyrocketed <laughs> in the exactly. doses that you were given, right? Um, wow. Sometimes hot flashes can be normal in younger women. So older women, we think of their hormones start to change. Um, you get that like decreasing of estrogen and decreasing of progesterone. And so it can wind up in a hot flash or a night sweat, which is like you wake up in the middle of the night covered in sweat and you've got to like get up and change and yes. switch sides of the bed. Yeah. Um, that's also common post 
postpartum. So like after you've had a baby, you can experience that as your hormones are kind of like figuring stuff out. Um, In younger women though, like who haven't had a baby, I often find it is related to, again, stress. So stress increases cortisol, which is your main stress hormone. Cortisol is meant to help us in acute stressful situations. So like you see a bear, your eyes get big, blood is moved from your uh, digestive organs to your muscles, and you're able to like run from the bear, right? And then when you're done, you're like, whew, that that was a close one, bear's gone, I return back into my regular state, which would be parasympathetic or rest and digest. So you go from fight or flight to rest and digest. Today's society, especially in a post-COVID world, you're dealing with a lot of people who are, have stayed in that heightened sense of stress. Mm-hmm. So when cortisol, correct. And at a point, your adrenals are like, girl, I've been giving you cortisol for quite some time now. Yeah. We're a little bit, we're a bit, we're a bit tired. So yeah. we're just going to chill out and you got to figure this out on your own. And what happens is your body will take progesterone, which is supposed to be used as a sex hormone and steal it and create it, like use it to make cortisol to help you manage stress. So cycle irregularities can be really common in stressful situations. And I'm sure you've heard it at some point, be like, oh, I'm super stressed out. Like my period's going to be off. That is why it's off. That is the relationship that's happening between stress and your sex hormones. So you might see shorter cycles, which means instead of bleeding every 28 days, you now bleed every 25 or 21. What the hell? Have I been stressed this whole time? I think so. Because the way this girl's period shows up, I'm like, it's here again. I think it's every 25 or 24 days. It's been like that for a while. So that's too close together. Um, most mine is down to the day, baby. I mean, it comes on the day, it comes down to the day, but it's like, correct, but it's short, it's it's closer together. Exactly. So that is the first half of your cycle is the follicular phase. Second half is the luteal phase. You have, it's considered like a luteal phase defect, which means if you had a 28 day cycle, the first 14 days are all building up to ovulation. And then the second is 27. There you go. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now you might notice you have months of 24 or 25 and then you go back up to 27 or 28. Um, Usually looking at the average days on those period apps can be really helpful instead of looking Mm -hmm. at like month by month. Because some, again, depending on what was going on that month, it might be shorter or longer. Um, But if you do have a 24, anything really under like 26, so like 25, 24 closer, um, that's considered a luteal phase defect and we have to figure out why you're not making enough progesterone to sustain that second half of your cycle that makes yeah. so much sense and i'm just like please don't tell me i got something else going on okay so i had a question oh go ahead so when when i decided to get off birth control i just cut the shit cold turkey i said i'm actually done with this and yeah. I was like about 26, 27, because I had been on birth control for almost like 10 years, like eight, eight, like eight-ish, eight-ish mm-hmm. years. And I was like, okay, we're done here. But do you recommend any particular steps to take? Because if your body's been on birth control so long, maybe it's now a dependency. Yeah. Do you recommend like, okay, is there a weaning process or what like steps do we take to say, you know how they kick in the, kick in the cup? Yeah. You know, <laughs> We want to kick the, <laughs> kick the, the pill. Kick the pill. I like it. <laughs> I should put that on my Tag Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, kick, kick the, the pill. pill. 
Um, so no, birth control is one of those things that you don't actually have to wean off of. There are medications like anxiety medications or depression medications where you do have like a specific weaning schedule. There's no issue if you just stop it. My number one suggestion is that you track your cycle though. So like, um, it can take, well, you could, (laughs) or you could end up with like no period for a long time. Um, and so knowing so a lot of times women are like, woohoo, I didn't have my period. Who cares? And I'm like, well, eh, it's a sign. Issue. It's a sign that yes. there's something else yeah. going Red on. Red flag. <laughs> and not the one you should be on. No. So, <laughs> so I usually say like track your cycle. No one like in the apps, there's usually a note section. What day you took your last pill? Like, right. Did you end at the end of the pack where the white pills are? Or did you just stop in the middle of the pack? Um, yeah. So know that. It also depletes a lot of nutrients. So it depletes things like B12 and a whole host of other things. So I would say go on a good multivitamin after mm-hmm. you're done to help replenish those nutrients that get depleted by birth control. Great because those advice. help energy, mood, all, all the things. And we need things like B12 to even detoxify. Like it's necessary mm-hmm. in that process. We need that. That's why we're getting yeah. our blood work, our lab work every year to make sure all of those things are in place. Yeah. Yes. And we're definitely using our period trackers. I live and die by that. I use <laughs> Good. Uh, which one do you use? I use Eve. Eve. Oh, Whatever nice. Whatever one you use, use one. Especially yeah. when you're a rhythm. Rhythm. If you're on the rhythm method, my so, God. Speaking of the rhythm method. Are we getting the rhythm today? I don't recommend the rhythm or the pullout. I actually, so I, I mentioned I'm a I'm professor. A I'm actually doing the pullout. I'm a professor and I, the students had a test and it was like, what's the best form of birth control? And a student literally put like the pullout method and I was like, well, It's no. undefeated in my home. That no is pregnancy. good. That <laughs> is good. I do not, I'm not saying the pullout is bad. I just like pairing it with other information. So okay. what information should we pair it with? Because you know what? We're in, we're uninformed mommies, ill-informed. That's why we have you here because we'll yes. have people lumped up. We'll be telling them, pull it out. <laughs> You'll be safe. Look at us. No we're kids all these years. Really, yeah. there's probably some fertility issues, Lord. <laughs> I hope it's there, not. You could also just be having sex at the wrong time of the month. So that's why I recommend. Well, see, and that's good. So period apps predict your ovulation but they it's just like a guess it's just guess like oh if you're your 28 day cycle you probably ovulate on day 14 but it's not like that easy to just guess but it is it is easy to track it within your body because your body tells you when you're ovulating um some of the yes um you get cervical mucus changes so yes you insert something's going on here correct and it's like it's like thinner Right. And it's like yeah. egg, egg white consistency. Secure, if you were to, yeah. Correct. If you were to put it between your fingers, you would notice that you can kind of like stretch it. So that is part of getting you pregnant. Like that's the entire goal. All the changes that happen are like, how can your uterus finally have a baby in her? Like that's her mm-hmm. entire life's work. So this, yeah. the mucus thins to make it easier for sperm to swim. To cling to, to it. Yeah. Correct. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You also get. Well, I want that sperm to be battling. <laughs> that's Until also. <laughs> well, that's also Listen. what birth control does. Is it changes the cervical mucus so it doesn't thin that same way? So around mm. the middle of your cycle, you notice cervical mucus changes. 
You also notice that the position of your cervix changes, so it becomes higher. So if you were to insert your finger, usually in like a squat position, you can check when you get close to your period, your cervix, which looks like a little donut, lowers into the vaginal canal. And then as you get closer to ovulation, it raises. Um, the pH changes. Um, other things are yes. like you can feel ovulation pain, which is called middle schmerz, which is just like when oh. you feel a little pinch. Sometimes people get it every single month. Sometimes they get it on a whim. But if you cramp in the middle of your cycle when you're not supposed to be bleeding, you're probably ovulating. That's usually what that is. I heard is. about that. I heard about people experiencing like ovulation pain. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. You can feel it like, when you're going to release just, an egg. Sometimes That's it just feels like a little cramp. And you'll feel it on one side or the other. And then that is usually how people know which side ovulated. Um, other changes is your body temperature spikes post ovulation. So sometimes people will track their temperature. You can do this on a lot of apps. I heard it's, of that. Yeah. So you use basal body temperature. So you like before you get out of bed, before you brush your teeth, before you get up and pee, you don't even really move. You grab a basal body thermometer, which means it checks it to the double digit past the decimal instead of just one. So instead of seeing like 97.8, you'll see 97.82, 97.83. So you check your temperature when you first open your eyes, chart it, put it down, and then you can go about your day. And what you'll notice if you do this for a few months, you'll notice that you'll go, like I said, 97.6, 97.7, 97.9, 98, 98.2, and then it'll drop back down. And that's mm. how you know you ovulated. It's, it spikes. So wow, I might eat one of those too. Just double check. Because okay. I'm relying so, strictly on my app and I'm yeah. in a bad position at a time or two. No. So my favorite tools, I've got a couple. One is Mira Fertility. It's a little fertility monitor. And before I got married, obviously like I'm living life, but I didn't want to have a baby prior to the wedding because I'm just like, I already bought the dress. The deposits yeah. are paid. I'm going to be salty yeah. if yeah. I end up pregnant. And then I can't even like party at my wedding. But so I was yeah. avoiding it. And so there's, uh, there's two different brands. One is the Clear Blue brand. They have one. And then Mira Fertility. I'll tell you why I like both. The Clear Blue is re really accessible. And it's a Clear Blue fertility monitor. You can get it on Amazon. And you pee in a cup like you would take a pregnancy test. Um, usually it starts on, if you bleed for five days, it starts on day six. So on day six, you pee in a cup, test. Pee in a cup, test. Pee in a cup, test. Leading all the way up to ovulation. And what it does, it gives mm. you like a smiley face or a frowny face. Yes. So yes. it's like, no, you're not ovulating today, but it's testing for those slight changes in your hormones, like estrogen peaking, LH surging, and then it'll say you have ovulated. Um, it's, okay. a little, it's a little easier than things like the basal body temperature because your body temperature can change with the time you went to bed. Did you stay mm -hmm. up too late? Did you drink? Like, so it can be a little bit fickle, which is why I like something like this because it's fairly concrete and it's testing the hormones in your urine. Um, yeah, and then it'll tell you that to get pregnant. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people who are she trying to get pregnant, it. they do. They do. So mm -hmm. I used it as birth control. Right. And then when we oh. were ready to have a baby, I reverse engineered that information. Yeah. So like wow. I used it, I would say for like six or seven months prior to getting married to avoid unprotected sex and the pullout method when you're in your ovulatory window. Cause sperm can mm. live in the vagina for like five for days. Three days. Oh girl. I know. I don't like it in there. I know. I don't like it in there. Keep it out. Well, because it could be living. There's sperm in pre-cum. There's sperm in pre-cum, which is before the ejaculation, which is why you have to make sure that you're not ovulating. 
Yes. Right? Because if you're that's just waiting piece. for the pullout, that's the end. But you you might have got got at the start. You know what I mean? And that's the got sick got. part. When the oven was getting preheated, <laughs> it's like, like, oh, I'm about to have to preheat it. Are you cooking? Why are you cooking? There you go. And you know, you know <laughs> speaking, about, speaking about pulling out and having to re-engineer some things, what are your thoughts on the plan B? What well, are you thinking? Uh, the plan, what is so, that doing to my hormones? <laughs> that that well, was my plan A for a moment. So I don't know what condition I'm in, honestly. Truly. Yeah. Well, you know, we've all been there. We've all yeah. plan A, plan B a little bit. Yeah. So you, I would, you could get them tested. Again, those little fertility trackers test to, to make sure you ovulate, which also gives us information from a medical perspective. If you don't ovulate, we need to figure out why. I like the Mira fertility monitor because it tracks exactly how much LH and progesterone it's seeing in your urine. So it gives you like hard data that you could then go to a physician and say, hey, I've been looking, I'm not ovulating. And they can see what your numbers are on a, on a daily leading up to what ovulation should be. So I, I like both. I like the Mira because of the extra medical information. With plan B, it's basically like really high dose birth control. So oh. it's like really hot. Yeah, I know. So in a pinch. I thought it was something more innovative, something more <laughs> no, revolutionary. Not. Alternative method of sorts. All the time we <laughs> no. doing too much. No. Knocking myself off the box. Yeah. First and all the all years the work, of All the work of clean, cleanliness. I'm putting that yes. one pill in and ruining everything. Damn. Yes. So people can notice that. Microbone brome just gone. The microbone just gone. Yeah. Well, also, if you track using one of those other trackers or, or you check the physical symptoms that are happening in your body, you know, okay, so this was something I learned in medical school. And I tried to have doctors like tell me officially and everyone would skirt around the issue. But you have one egg per month. We all know this, right? That egg doesn't live there for a whole month. Like there's literally a... 24 hour window. If it doesn't get fertilized, it sheds into the uterus and then like you're on to the next. So if you were tracking, you would know, well, was I ovulating or was I not? Right. If you knew like cervical mucus changes and all this Mm. other stuff, you would know like, okay, I'm out of my fertility window. I'm the week before I'm about to have my period, probably straight. As long as you know when you ovulate, because some people ovulate later, some people ovulate earlier, which is why it's good to track. But Plan B is just really high dose hormones. Um, so it's not good to take, which is why I'm pretty sure it says on the box, like this is not regular breast control. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't rely on it. Don't. Emergency um, contraceptives. Correct. So it can happen if you're in a pinch and it is what it is. You get caught up in the moment. But I definitely wouldn't rely on it in a long-term sense because it can have more implications than you just taking the pill every day. Yeah. And you know, I I knew that because one time I had to take it, y'all. I'm just gonna be honest. I've taken it more than one time, but I'm yeah, I'm like speak. one time. I, damn, I'm just saying. I mean, hey, I've already admitted that it was my plan A. I, was, I had to stop. I said, you gotta stop, or we have to stop. Well, it's like expensive. You it's like seventy yeah, bucks. And I was hitting him up like, you know, you gotta buy. Yeah. Give me your fifty dollars. I have to go get the plan. Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, I will say, I had to take it. And I had gotten off my period and then I was like, oh, I'm in the clear. And I was in my fertility window and I just don't like to play Play with with fire. fire. And I I said, I would rather do it now than have to deal with something later. 
And child, I took it and my period started again. And I was like, God, this is my punishment. (laughs) I don't want to go through the period twice in one month. And the period showed up three days later. I say, go to hell. (laughs) I was so pissed off. He said, I'm sorry, you have to go through that. Yeah. 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 Be apologetic. I know it was bad. It's not fun, but tracking, using one of those fertility trackers or monitoring your own body, your basal body temperature, cervical mucus changes, cervical position, things like that can make it to where during that fertility window, you just make sure you use a barrier method or abstain, yeah. right? So in that yeah. in that three to five days where you're getting abstain. smiley faces, abstain, use a condom, something. Condom. And then when you're out of that window, you can resume your pullout method nature because you know like there's no egg, right? Now, yeah. I do want a disclaimer. Okay, no yeah. one come for me on my social if you are listening to me and then you get pregnant, okay? Yeah, I don't know that- Leave her alone. I don't they know that you- I don't know that you were doing exactly what I am saying, so I'm going to disclaimer that. But yes, if you yes. track, it gives you information, and I use that information to avoid pregnancy. And then when we were ready, I just reverse engineer it, and I knew exactly the days that we needed to engage, be intimate. Then uh, we were yes. good to go. And I, it was easy for us to get pregnant because I had already been tracking my cycles. I had already been cleaning up my lifestyle. I had already been mm-hmm. watching my diet, and I was already tracking, so took like a couple months. Carrying your body. You're yep. ready. Yeah. It's, it's about taking a proactive approach. I I want to be proactive. I don't want to stumble upon. So maybe I do need to implement some further tracking outside of yeah. the club. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hey, Bookies. We got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation. What does Black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of Black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, 
nuanced, and Black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the true accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about hormone harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted hormone harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. 
That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. It's yeah, very, Some it's of them, weird. even there's a, I think it's called natural cycles. There's a thermometer and all it does is test your basal body temperature. That's all that it's doing. Yeah. And it will use the basal body with your cycles to kind of guesstimate, right? Same as everything else. Um, but yes, it can be helpful to have an extra barrier there or a little bit more information. Cause if you're not ovulating again, we're looking at PCOS or like, why is that not occurring? Cause you can have yes. a cycle and not ovulate. And, and let's talk issue. about that. So yeah. <laughs> PCOS is something that, um, black women and people of color are disproportionately affected by, mm -hmm. um, I haven't had any experience with it, but I see it all the time. Like I have PCOS, I have PCOS. So let's talk about that. Like what is PCOS? Yeah. I have a theory as to why we are more, we have bigger issues with it. And I've brought it up to someone. They're like, no, I'm like, we get relaxers. That's really hard chemicals absorbed to the scalp every what, six weeks. And it's, it's a theory, Girl. it's a theory, but I'm just like, cause fibroid does something and else. And just that when we were talking about getting a little purr. <laughs> a little soft purr. Yeah, a little soft breakdown of sorts. We done brought those back around, keep them on the shelves. Listen, we've all thought about it, okay? We've all gone natural at this point. We've all considered the fact that it's a way more work than we thought it was gonna be. But oh my, my theory is, cause a lot of women, a lot of black women specifically suffer with fibroids as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what is something that a large majority of us do that other races mm. don't do as regularly. Mm. And it's directly to our scalp, right? It's directly, and you absorb, your skin is your largest organ. So again, it's just a theory, but um, PCOS. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it is a diagnosis of like a two out of three criteria. So in order to diagnose PCOS, the person has to have um, irregular cycles or an ovulation, which means a period without ovulating, high testosterone or androgens, and then signs of high androgens. So say you don't get your blood work done, it would be signs. So cystic acne, especially along the jawline and the cheeks, or mm -hmm. um, hair, facial hair, like we typically call it male patterns, so just like above the lip or on the chin, um, can mm -hmm. also be a sign of high androgens. And then the last thing is cysts on the ovaries, but you don't actually need cysts like ovarian cysts in order to be diagnosed with PCOS. Two out of three is fine. So yeah, it's, it's testosterone is too high. That's the cause. Your testosterone, I know my is, testosterone is a little high because the way this lip be cutting up. <laughs> yeah. This lip, you know, it's a mess right now. currently speaking. Don't look. Don't, she can see it. She can I can't. So your, it could be high testosterone or high estrogen because testosterone mm. and estrogen can convert back and forth to each other. So mm. if you have high one, oftentimes the other one's getting messed with as well. Um, so it could be that, but high testosterone is very specific to PCOS. And because of the high testosterone, you get things like insulin resistance, which is similar to diabetes, where basically when you consume carbohydrates or sugars, your body is not responding to the insulin signal. So the insulin brings glucose or sugar into the cell. 
and your body's just not reacting. So you're releasing insulin, but nothing's happening. So it's similar to diabetes in the sense that you would have high blood sugar and you'd be on a similar diet. Um, so insulin resistance, weight gain is also really common, infertility, hair loss, acne, and facial hair growth are all really common in PCOS. Everything that will take you out, you don't have it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm already <laughs> diagnosing her. You don't have it. Because <laughs> I did have the acne. And so I'm like, so if you have some of these um, symptoms, mm -hmm. would you go to your doctor and be like, can I be tested for PCOS? Or do they just say, okay, you have two out of three of these symptoms, you definitely have PCOS. Is that the only way to tell? So two out of three is the diagnostic criteria. So, you know, there's like okay. WebMD for the common everyday gal. Um, yeah. There's like Dr. WebMD. So like there's a, a basically a like algorithm. This is like, does the patient mm -hmm. have this? Yes. Okay. Well, then you kind of go down the algorithm. With PCOS, I test the hormones, especially if you're not on birth control, because testosterone usually isn't the only thing that's off. So testosterone, I check estrogen and I check progesterone. I also will check cortisol and the thyroid to be able to see a full picture because all of, they're like, it's very incestuous. They all will affect each other. And so in yeah. order to make sure that it's not being caused by something else, um, I like looking at the full picture. So if you could go and just say, hey, I want you to test my testosterone and they'll just test the end of just the one thing, or you can ask for the full panel. Now, so again, I give you red flags at the start. Sometimes people will get a doctor who's like, sure, but they don't know how to read it. So it's kind of a waste because then you might go to someone else and they like, oh, well, I prefer urine or I prefer blood or I prefer saliva. And so you kind of have to go with the, the hormone specialist. But yeah, you can test for testosterone. But you don't have to if you have the other signs. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. 
Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Mm. And you know, because PCOS is usually misdiagnosed, does it mm. does it usually get confused or diagnosed as endometriosis? That's a good question. No. Endometriosis can only be diagnosed officially with a surgical procedure. So they have to do, yes. We can assume based off of your cycles that you have PCOS, oh. right? If you're like, I'm doubled over in pain, I have to call out of work. I'm bleeding mm-hmm. through, you know, a super plus tampon every hour. There are signs like, okay, you might have endometriosis, but the only way to definitively diagnose is with a surgery where they basically make an incision and then they stick a camera in they look around and they see if they see any endometrial tissue that's supposed to be inside the uterus, outside of the uterus. Okay. So. Yeah, because the endometriosis, what I hear is that those, that's really kind of debilitating. It's like your period takes you out. People yeah. cannot I work. Know. I know a few yeah. people with endometriosis. They probably think they have it, but they ain't even got the surgery. Because you know yeah. what's commonly told? Periods are supposed to be painful. If you have cramps, that's normal. That's common. And so people just go on like, oh my God, it's my period. It's that time of the month. I know for this week, I'm going to be yeah. for the count. But once it's done, I'm okay. And the whole time, it's a deeper issue. It's a hormonal issue. Yes. Because so, sometimes my, my cramps come in hot. And then other times I'm like, oh, my period is, is here. Yes. I haven't had cramps in months. <laughs> yeah. So cramping can be normal, but it depends on the severity and if you're passing a clot. So severity of it, right? It's not supposed to knock you out from work. Like you shouldn't have to call out of work for five days because you're on your period. Um, That's not normal. That's an abnormal amount of pain. And the only thing that we really have are fibroids can cause pain um, or endometriosis. Usually with PCOS, you get a, a whole bunch of cysts around ovulation. So whenever you ovulate, you have a follicle that has an egg in it. And that follicle will enlarge. You'll have a few of them enlarge. And then it'll go boop and it pops out one of your eggs. Sometimes two, that's how you get twins. But most of the time, it'll just pop out one egg. When you have PCOS, you'll get all of those follicles that kind of swell, but none of them release an egg. That's what anovulation is. We're like, they all will get bigger, but then they all shrink back down. Now, sometimes you have a cyst rupture um, and then that's really painful. But usually with PCOS, outside of having the cyst rupture, there's not like constant pain. It's all the other symptoms that are the issue. Whereas endometriosis yeah. and fibroids, the pain and the heavy cycles are really a problem there. Yeah. So that's where the infertility comes in, like with the PCOS is because the, the egg's not being released. Correct. Yes. Mm. So you, you might have anovulation or irregular cycles. So you might only have like four periods a year. And again, most women don't think to like, oh, that's a problem. So they'll just like chill mm-hmm. like that for a while. They'll think their weight yeah. gains due to their diet. They'll think like yeah. their hair loss is due to something else, right? Until they're like, okay, I'm ready to have a baby. That's when we figure out a lot of things. Because usually yeah. the testing before that's just your yearly pap. Like no one tests yeah. I an mean, eye test hormones, but like a lot of people, a lot of doctors just don't test hormones every year. Just like make sure everything's okay. Um, and a lot of women don't know what's abnormal, so they don't know what to tell their doctor. And sometimes they'll tell them and they'll get like a, oh, periods are supposed to be painful. You're fine. Right. Right. The the other thing with clots, no, the other thing with clots is if you have little clots are normal. So if you look in your cycle, I found that using like 
a diva cup or like a menstrual cup can be really helpful because it helps you to see how much blood you're actually bleeding. It's a lot less than you think. And you're able to see like, are there clots in there? Are there not? Things like that. Smaller clots are normal. When you start getting into larger clots, you are kind of having a small baby, if that makes sense, because your cervix is closed, right? It's a donut. Your cervix is closed. When you go to have a baby, your cervix gets thin. So think of going mm-hmm. from a tire to a rubber band so it can stretch. And it also gets bigger to allow the baby to pass through. Well, if you're passing a golf ball-sized clot out of a hole that is not opening, you're going to feel cramps. And a lot of times people yeah. will feel the cramping leading up to the clot being released, and then their cramps mm-hmm. will go away. But they pass mm-hmm. a golf ball-sized clot, which is a problem. I've, ne- I've never had the golf ball. I've had yes. the little, you know. The yes, little. the like, little oh, ones are good. Little tissue. Yeah. The like, little okay, tissue. That's a little something more. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the longer, if you have heavy bleeding, the longer that the blood sits in the uterus without being able to come out, you'll develop clots. So we actually have to mm. slow down the bleeding in order to treat the clot. Um, usually it's like, is are the hormones off, right? Is estrogen too high? Is progesterone too low? And then you kind of tweak them once you know. That's a good segue to tweaking. Yeah. So here we love to talk about or provide tips and tricks. So what are some ways that we can balance our hormones? Are there any like natural ways? Yeah, there's a lot of natural ways. Um, I like using herbs, but I like to test first. So going back to spironolactone, which is at the start of this conversation, I don't treat blindly because you can cause a whole other issue, right? So it's like, oh, it's you have high testosterone, so I'm going to give you spironolactone. I tank your testosterone, and it causes a whole host of other issues that if I had just ran a test, I would know if that was the issue or not. So um, I like herbs. An example of a couple herbs uh, dim, which is part of the brassica family. So any kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, all of those are in the brassica family and they have a constituent in them called dim or like endol three carbonyl is another term for it. Um, and it helps to lower estrogen. It helps us to process out estrogen effectively. So eating more brassica family vegetables can be really helpful in naturally balancing out your estrogen to make sure you're not recirculating it, which can also happen. Um, Speaking Mm -hmm. of recirculation, having regular bowel movements. So your liver processes out estrogen that we don't need anymore, as well as like testosterone and other things. And it sends it, so it like packages it, right? It makes it weaker. And then it puts it in a little package to make sure that like you won't be harmed by it. And then it sends it to the intestines. Well, if you are not having a regular cycle, then you basically take that estrogen, you'll reabsorb it and reuse it. So at least one bowel movement a day at a minimum, that's like a well-formed log, no little pellets. If it's pellets, you're constipated and we need to fix it. (laughs) So regular bowel movements, so fiber and water, right, are necessary. Mm -hmm. Getting uh, your stress under control, which I know is like, when I say that, I get one of two responses from people like, you, have you guys seen that meme where it's like the dog and it's like, it's fine. In and the, the house fire? is on fire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So I get that response a lot from people where they're like, I stress. I'm, I'm not stressed. I feel fine. Yeah. And I'm like, you just you be looking like you're stressed. Like I see all the reasons for you to be stressed. You just told me them. Like where's right. <laughs> this appointments for? So stress, as I mentioned, can knock off progesterone and in regards to estrogen and progesterone, they have to be in balance. So for the sake of this, you know, say this is estrogen, this is progesterone. 
this is them balanced. It's not a one-to-one, but for, for this example, it is. So if progesterone gets low, it looks like I have too much estrogen, right? Even mm-hmm. though estrogen didn't change. Or you can have estrogen that's actually high. So either one can give you some estrogen dominant symptoms. So making sure that um, those hormones are in balance is necessary. I also lost my train of thought. So if you were following and you were like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Me too. What was I talking no, about? That was, that was good. That <laughs> was good. Oh, stress. Talking about regulating the hormones. Yeah, regulating I was talking about stress. stress. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if stress is high, progesterone will go low and it gives you estrogen dominant symptoms. So making sure that you keep your stress under control is huge. So doing things like yoga, meditating, four square breathing is something I recommend. Um, Walking, cycling, exercising, but not over-exercising because that will have the same issue. Because high-intensity interval training or like CrossFit will release cortisol. And so then we're, we're working with the same issue. So anyone who's like a marathon runner, a CrossFitter, I'm always like, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lessen that. Three, Two to three times a day. Correct. Yin yoga is also something that I love. If you guys haven't tried it, it's restorative yoga. It's really slow. They have videos on YouTube. Yeah. So I'll usually have people do that and then make sure you're getting enough sleep. So kind of all the, all the things you already hear, it's just, it's like explaining how those things actually affect your hormones helps to know why you should actually do them. Yes. And it's so funny because we look at those things as like, oh, just things to do, like, Okay, I should do this, I should do that. Mm. But there are really things that we need to do for our overall health. Yeah, wellness. Get your ass into some <laughs> systems. I'm talking to myself. I'm really yeah, talking yeah. to myself. I'm like, girl, get on the mat. Yeah. Get on the, I do love walking. That always yeah. brings me a sense of peace. As well, you can ground. People will ground in nature. That's another thing. Stay, putting your feet on bare sand, you guys are in California, mm-hmm. or bare earth can help to connect us to the earth and feel more grounded. And there's studies that have shown, I mean, you can't, studies, there's books that talk about electron transfer between you and the earth and that it helps with a whole host of things, anxiety, depression, and all sorts of stuff. Forest bathing is another thing that it's called. Um, But start slow. That's why, like, number one, you can get really overwhelmed. We didn't even get into the environmental medicine piece where things like plastics, uh, mm. beauty products can actually have endocrine disruptors. So things yes. that disrupt yeah. your hormones in them, but it can be really overwhelming yes. for someone to be like, I have to overhaul my entire life. So usually my tips are yeah. simple. However much water you're drinking, add an extra glass a day for a month and then add in another one. Um, move your body at least 30 minutes a day. No judgment on what you do. It could be walking, it could be yoga, it could be strength training, but just like mm. baby steps. And you'll notice at the end of it, like, oh, wow, I have a whole new lifestyle. Because if you go too... Routine on deck. Yeah. If you go too far too fast, then typically people don't see that that lasts. You know? They'll do it for like a month. No. So, baby steps. Been there, done that. Got the (laughs) t-shirt. What are your thoughts on... um on seed cycling. I've heard about that for like helping to yeah. regulate um, the hormones. Seed cycling like works. Things. Yes. Seed cycling works in addition to other things. I never just do seed cycling, but there are different ingredients or like constituents of the, the seeds that help support different parts of your cycle. So like seeds that are higher in omega-3 at one part of the cycle, seeds that are higher in omega-6 at the other part of the cycle. Um, and so I find that if you get in a rhythm, if you are putting your seeds on a salad, if you're putting them in a shake, right, then it's easy 
you're eating a lot of processed foods, it's hard. Like you just, you're supposed to just take a spoonful of sunflower seeds in the middle of the day, yeah. Yeah. right? Flax seed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> flax seed. The like ground flax Yeah, no. So ground flax, yeah. I would add, like you can add a flax egg to certain things, which is like a mm-hmm. vegan alternative to using an egg in baked goods or like pancakes. Yeah. Um, you can also, easiest is like a smoothie. Right, chia seeds are yeah, easy because you can just a little hemp seed in every day. Yep, there you go. So you can do protein. So, <laughs> you're so close to seed protein. cycling, so you can just put like a couple of your different seeds, which is like pumpkin and sunflower, in mm-hmm. and your salads, mm-hmm. and then second half adding flaxseed or um, chia seeds is another one into smoothies, and you can have chia pudding. That's another really delicious yeah. way to yeah, have it. it. I love a little chia pudding. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. That sounds like something. You know. <laughs> have a little shea pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dr. Brandy, what are some of your favorite hormone supplements? Do you have any? I know DIM was one. DIM is one. Um, if you're just looking for general hormone modulation, which could be raising or lowering, I like Vitex. Um, also called Chastree is another thing. You'll see it on a bunch of different supplements. Um, that one is... Instead of like saying, okay, I raise estrogen or lower or raise progesterone or lower, it's a modulator. So it kind of does what the body needs. If you need progesterone mm-hmm. higher, it'll raise progesterone. Um, usually if it's estrogen that's too high, I'll add on DIM and I'll do both. Um, right. Other things, calcium deglucurate is also really good when it comes to estrogen metabolism. So that is one that I like. Um, if it's the period, there's a supplement called OC Companion that I like by a company called Vitanica. And they have, um, if I have anyone on hormonal birth control, I put them on that because it helps to replenish all the things that are depleted. Um, but I do a lot of it. I mean, honestly, stress is like, of all the conversations I have, stress is probably one of the number one things that if you can get it under control, it can help a ton. Um, but yeah, supplement wise, DIM, Vitex, calcium deglucurate, magnesium is also really great for the hormones and also bowel movements um, and yes. sleep. And muscles. Yes. Like, magnesium is great. That. Yeah, one thing you're going to get is your sleep. Girl, I'll be knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Brittany, you're on your phone. You're on your phone. I'm silent. I need my You're sleep. like, I'm balancing my hormones. Yes. <laughs> Period. I'm balancing my hormones. It's my responsibility. Okay, so do you have any tips or suggestions for the gals of how to find a trusted doctor? Because that can be very hard. We get written off. We get... um medical medically gaslit how can we find someone to just listen to us hear our cries and give us the proper test that we need because sometimes we don't have the time yeah um to do all the research on our own we're trying to help out that's why we have you here today but what can we do to just some tips to find a trusted doctor yeah that's a good question and it's hard even for doctors i remember when i was pregnant with my first daughter i was like okay I'll go the allopathic route. My husband wanted to have her in a hospital. I was like, okay, we can mm-hmm. agree. I wanted a crunchy home birth. But I was like, yeah. it's part your kid too. So I was like, yeah. you need to be comfortable. And I went to an OB yeah. and she walked in the room. She barely said hi to me. She didn't acknowledge him at all. Like didn't introduce. She didn't ask me. Like, correct. I'm a doctor, but like at birth is a new, like I'm not an OBGYN. And even if I was, this yeah. is my first pregnancy. She didn't ask right. if we had any questions. I brought my supplements because as an naturopath, I know more. I know I know more than you when it comes to supplements. Like you don't take nutrition. Yes. Like we both have expertises. I'm not trying to do C-sections, but you also probably should have tried the right. supplement thing. Yes. And I brought them so she could review. And she was like, oh, I don't need to see them. You should just use mine. I have one. Just use this one. And I was like, 
Okay. And then you should have flexed your credentials. Like, yeah. actually, ho, I am a doctor too. I should have. It would have been given that. But you're in a position where you feel like you can't speak up for yourself. And if I feel that way, I assume a lot of people go to the doctor and you've been taught to blindly follow. If they say they can't test hormones, they can't test hormones. If they say nothing's wrong with you, you start to think, is it all in my head? Um, And it's not okay. So number one tip at the first sign of that, find another, fire them. They're done. They don't get a second chance. Um, You don't need the person to show you twice how they're going to treat you. And so if they Mm. dismiss you, for the small things, they'll dismiss you for the large things. And as we know, when it comes to black women in birth, we have a lot of birth issues and traumas and we're not taken seriously. And so there's a lot of things that happen afterwards um, due to that. So first time you see someone, don't. Friend recommendations can help. If you're looking for a naturopathic doctor, there is, um, it's, I believe called naturopathic.org, which is like our national database. So you can go on there. I would read their website, right? Make sure they speak about hormones. If they don't speak about hormones, I wouldn't go to them. Even though naturopaths are pretty broadly trained. So a lot of us have some understanding and we can at least point you in the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. There are other like websites that you can do the same thing, but interview them. So a lot of naturopathic doctors will do a free 15 minute consultation, including myself where we sit down, we chat for 15 minutes. Is this a good fit? Is it a good fit? Not only from a medical perspective, like, can I help you? But is it a good fit from personalities? Like you just, yeah. unfortunately, you don't get along with everyone. And if you feel like there's a, if I'm having to combat you in that situation, then you can kind of guess that that's what that relationship is going to be like with that doctor. And that OB, I fired yeah. them. I went to her once And I got that vibe from her and I told my husband, we left and I was like, I'm going to wind up fighting her this entire pregnancy. (laughs) I could just feel, in that appointment, I just feel that I'm going to have to fight you to have the birth that I want to have and maintain this pregnancy the way that I know it should be maintained. And I don't feel like fighting you. I don't feel like fighting you. So I just fired her (laughs) and I moved on. And I went to a midwife. Get out of here. Um, But it's like figuring out who who you vibe with the best. And that might mean you have to try a bunch of different doctors before you find the one where you're like, okay, no, this is it. I I like you. I like your style. I like your personality. I like that it's a conversation. And it's not me telling you what to do. I never tell my patients what to do. I suggest, and then there's a conversation like, okay, can you take six pills a day? No? Okay, what about four? Because if you're not on board, then you're not going to be compliant and you're not going to do it and then you're not going to see the results, right? So it should be collaborative. Yes, I love the collaborative Sidebar question. Are yep. most naturopaths private pay or are we accepting HMO? Uh, that was my question. Like, There's insurance accept. What are we doing? Yeah. Blue Cross, Anthem, what? HSA. So, it's a good question. It depends on what state you're in. Um, so how to find a naturopath. There is that website, website naturopathic.org. Things to look on the naturopath's website. So say you find someone. They need to have graduated from an accredited school. So there aren't that many. There's literally like seven between the U.S. and Canada. Um, yeah, so you'll, you'll stumble up on the doctor, Sebi. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like well, calling him a doctor, and it's like, where's the, the credentials? There's and there's a lot of me to take CMOS. There because naturopathic medicine is old, but it's newish to a lot of people. Like we don't know about it. Um, there's a lot of online programs 
Like there's an mm. online program called Trinity, I want to say, at least it used to be there, where you go like a year and then they're like, oh, you're a doctor. Here's a degree. Hell and, no. And I, and for the record, I went to Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Tempe, Arizona. Period. And, um, and it, certified. <laughs> right? it's a, it's a four year degree. Um, we learn pharmacology, minor surgery, everything else. And then you have to pass two board exams in order to be licensed. So board certified is what we're looking for. Yeah. To my ears, pass the exam. Yes. Yes. So I can sit down and talk. Exactly. So make sure that they've done, they have the proper credentials. Um, and then in states like Washington and Oregon, they do accept insurance, like the state insurance. In every other licensed state, it is cash pay. A lot of us do accept um, like HSA cards or flexible spending cards. You can use those. Yeah. Like I'll be moving to Washington in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a Washington address, Doc. There you go. So, <laughs> well, and in those states, we have a lot of like snowbirds, right? In Arizona, there were a lot of snowbirds. So like I'd see people half the year in Arizona and then they like go back to mm, Nebraska because they're like, I'm not doing Why winter in Nebraska. Snowbird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a Canadian me. geese, you know, where they fly south for the winter and then they go yeah. back up. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, make sure they have the proper credentials and then make sure they're, they know what they're talking about just in that free 15, if you have the opportunity to do that. Um, but yeah, it's usually cash pay labs. If we're doing general labs, I, I will send to lab course and request with your insurance information. So they bill it to your insurance. So it typically counts. But there are yeah, others. Let's get something covered. <laughs> let's give me something covered. Yeah. But Put it down. <laughs> Write it off. You something. can also submit for reimbursement. So that's an option that some people do too, where they'll see us oh, yeah. and then they'll submit it for reimbursement. The issue is not naturopaths, by and large. The issue is insurance companies. And mm -hmm. beyond that, the, um, like I mentioned, naturopathic medicine's old but new. So yeah. we are an old form of medicine, but whenever you had the AMA get started, which is like the American Medical Association, John D. Rockefeller was like, hey, uh, you're only going to teach in all medical, medical schools my program, even though he was not a doctor. He goes, Ooh. you don't teach my program. I'm not giving your colleges funding. And so then they started running out things like chiropractors, which used to be called bone setters, um, naturopathic oh. doctors, homeopaths, herbalists. And went on this like marketing smear campaign to say, oh, all of these forms of, of treatment are quack. They're all, it's quackery. They're all quacks. They don't know mm -hmm. what they're talking about. Yeah. So that's why we went down to like one naturopathic school. It was the one in Washington, Bastyr. And then since then, we've been able to replenish a lot of our other schools, except they used to be all over the country, similar to your classical medical school. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, marketing and money. So <laughs> So yeah, here we bring are. Bring back our naturopaths. Yeah, bring, oh, them, back. Yeah, bring, bring them, them back. I like it. <laughs> yes. So we have a few like listener questions that um, okay. the girls want specific answers to. Um, so we can do it like rapid fire. Yeah, I rapid like it. Fire. So how do you regulate your hormones after pregnancy? I hear a lot about hair loss and all types of shit. How do we regulate those? Good question. Depends on if you're breastfeeding or not. If you're breastfeeding, you don't touch mm. the hormones because the hormones are doing what they're doing to help you produce milk. And yes, the and reason that's when that titty got to come out of that mouth. There you go. And then we got to get back to business. <laughs> well, usual. also, like, <laughs> the, <laughs> here you go. Um, <laughs> the reason why you have that uh, postpartum hair loss has to do with the fact that while you were pregnant, you weren't shedding the same amount of hair. 
So people, when they're pregnant, get mm. luscious pregnancy hair that's like shiny most time, most of the time, but shiny and long right. and thick because they're not shedding at the same pace that they were prior. So whenever you drop that baby, those hormones crash, your hair starts to fall out, but it's just because it was holding on to it for so long. So postpartum, just take it gradually. <laughs> I don't want to take it at one yeah. swoop. Is there something we can do? <laughs> My no, God. I, I mean, kind of no. At six months, that's usually what happens. Sometimes women will notice it sooner, but usually at that like six-month postpartum mark, you start noticing thinning. Yeah. So just all of your proper hair care stuff, right? You can use serums or whatever to help it grow back faster, but you're basically just mm. catching up on the hairs you didn't shed for 10 months. In oh regards to gosh. hormones... The body will typically get back into the swing of things. Just give it time. You gotta yeah. wait on your thing to do. You've what been it's through a lot. The, bo- the body correct. Experience all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just like give this a chance. She needs to recover. <laughs> like, yeah, she really does. We're also obsessed with like bounce back culture and not like letting your body heal postpartum, right? So yeah. six weeks, you get approved for exercise. Start moving your body. Eat healthfully. Get good as much sleep as you can get with a newborn, but. Give your body some time. She'll she'll come back. Patience, Great advice. Patience. Mm-hmm. So speaking about bounce back culture and things of the like, exercising, how to lose weight with PCOS tips. Yes. You have to fix the hormonal imbalance. So if testosterone's mm-hmm. too high, yeah, testosterone's too high, usually estrogen and progesterone are off as well. So you can use herbs to do that. Birth control does not do that. Spironolactone only does it in the sense of lowering testosterone, but doesn't actually take into account estrogen and progesterone. Um, Insulin resistance is something that comes with PCOS. You have to address that or else you won't lose weight. So sometimes women will go gluten-free, dairy-free because they feel a lot better. Um, Dairy does contain a lot of excess hormones if you're not getting it organic. So that will also disrupt hormones. Um, So yeah, healthy lifestyle, moving your body, and then you have to fix the hormones. Great advice. We're getting to the root cause here. Yes. Um, next question. Do you have any supplement recommendations for endometriosis or do the ones that you already mentioned, do those apply? Or is That's, that like surgery? Well, endo is a tricky one because the the root cause is unknown. There's, there's mm-hmm. theories like retrograde bleeding. Like instead of bleeding down through the vagina, you bled kind of like through the ovaries. And somehow mm. seeded, uh, seeded um, endometrial tissue outside, like it grew. Like you, I remember in medical school, there was a case of a woman who had endometriosis who would get nosebleeds at the same time she got her period because it was endometrial <sighs> tissue in her nose. So it just like cyclical bleeding. Um, oh, with endometriosis, it typically is an estrogen dominant condition. So DIM would be my number one suggestion there because you have to lower the estrogen. Um, you have to typically do a ton of things for endo though. So it's all of that lifestyle stuff, getting rid of plastics and endocrine disruptors from everything from the things that you eat to the water that you drink to, you know, what you put on, on your body. Um, and then, like I said, if you did have high estrogen lowering it, um, and then a lot of it is pain and like period management. So I do like styptic herbs, which stop bleeding. So if it's excessive bleeding, I'll re- usually recommend herbs that slow down the bleeding. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's like pain management. So there are yeah. herbs that can help with pain management, but it's very individual. Like there's cramp bark is one that's commonly prescribed, but with endo, some things work really well for some women and then others not yeah. so well. So you kind of have to try a bunch of things um, in order yeah. to find what works best for you. 
Like most things. Specialized yes. treatment, mommy. Trial and yes. error. Yes. Yeah. I like to take okay. an individualized approach. We learned Period. that. Last question. Mm -hmm. Endometriosis friendly workouts. What are we doing? Are we taking a nice gentle walk? Recording yeah. We're not doing no HIIT training, baby. Well, well <laughs> yes. With endo, you can do all the things, right? The regular pooping and all that stuff to make sure you're processing out your estrogen effectively. You can do HIIT workouts or CrossFit. It's just limiting it. So I wouldn't do it any more than three mm. days a week. And mm. I would do yoga or Pilates or some low impact training the mm. other days. Um, and then on your actual cycle, I would recommend like yin yoga, right? Something relaxing, restorative, yes. even like leading up to your cycle to help mm -hmm rest during that time because you're already dealing with the pain things like cold laser can help with the pain um there's some like e-stim patches i've seen online that i really want to try like i want to say it's called jovi that you can try and you just it's like a sticker you stick it and um there's like electrical impulses that happen and it's supposed to help with pain so there's a few different pain relieving things you can try but there's no restriction with exercise just make sure you're not overdoing it Got it. Mm -hmm. Well, ultimately, we are keeping all of our sisters who are dealing with hormonal imbalances in prayer because yes. it can be the ghetto. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Brandy, we appreciate you so much for all of the knowledge that you shared with us. Like you have a wealth of knowledge that you shared here and also on your Instagram page, website. Can you please let our listeners know where they can find you? And yeah. all the things that you offer. Yeah, we oh, offer yeah. courses. Yes. Yes. Um, so I have courses launching later this year. I wanted women to have access to the information that I have, access to the strategies. And so, you know, because a lot of them do go to the doctor and they're kind of told like, well, there's nothing we can do. So I wanted people to be able to kind of go through those things and learn. Um, my website is drbrainymore.com. I'm on TikTok as well, Dr. Brainy Moore, Instagram, Dr. Brainy Moore. So kind of trying to keep it consistent. I also do offer one-on-one -on -one consultations, like a health consultation. Um, if you're in Arizona, then there's a whole patient protocol. But if you go to my website, you'll kind of see that. Um, and yeah, I offer the free 15-minute consultation. So it's like if you have any questions or if you're not sure if I'm the right fit, then usually we'll kind of start there. Oh, and the podcast that. that I have to bring back. Yes, <laughs> yes. the podcast. And we have um, all of that information in the show notes because it's Brandy with an eye. Yes, yes. Brandy with a thank you. You just want to type it. It's Brandy with an eye. Yes. No, I love, I love that you said that. I remember being in like sixth grade and I was the only Brandy up until sixth grade and hearing that there was another Brandy at school. And I was like, ew, I better name spell with a Y. <laughs> like I was just, yeah. that like. We had the same name, Queen. We do. So we really do. We do. But Dr. Brandy, it has really been our pleasure to have you here tonight yes. and today when you're listening. You, like Brittany said, are just so um, knowledgeable and just filled with a vast wealth of information. And we're just so grateful that you decided to sit down and talk with two girls who don't know shit. <laughs> so thank you again for being here. We can't wait to connect and have our girls listen to all of this information. So yeah, we will chat with the girls soon. Yes, it's our pleasure. Thanks, girlfriend. Bye. Bye.